Our Gospel reading today is from Mark, the first chapter, verses 14 through 20. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brothers John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. May we hear and understand what the scriptures are teaching us today. Amen. So this week, as we have readings from both Jonah and Mark, and they are very closely related, we're looking back at Jonah so we can look forward through the message in the Gospels. We need Jonah to help set the context for this interaction that Jesus had with Simon, Andrew, James, and John. So let's take a look at that invitation, and let's... let's Let's be reminded that it's not always guaranteed that someone's going to respond to an invitation like, follow me. I mean, if some stranger walked down the street and, or came into your workplace and said, hey, drop what you're doing and just follow me, would you do that? <laughs> Maybe not. So it's, 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 a, it's a kind of a fascinating event in the life of Jesus' ministry. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, some people, even the most devout people who always want to be doing the exact right thing would probably think someone just walking into wherever they work and telling them to follow them would be kind of crazy. They might run in the other direction, you know? So anyway, <laughs> we're lucky that that didn't happen, right? So Jonah, who was jo Jonah? Jonah was a prophet. He worked for the Lord. And still... Even though that was his job, when he was faced with the call to follow into what he thought was dangerous or futile, he ran away. Remember the earlier story of Jonah and the big fish and the storm at sea and, and all the trouble that was caused by him not following God when God called him? Instead of dropping everything and going, Jonah just gathered up his fears and ran for it? Yeah. Well... The lectionary text that we read is only the second part, right? So remember the first part of the story with the fish and the storm and him not wanting to follow directions. But don't forget God's story. The Bible here is, is really letting us understand how God never gives up on us. He didn't give up on Jonah, even though we might seem to be giving up or we might be give upable. He doesn't give up. The text began in Jonah with, The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. We all hear those things. Everybody deserves a second chance, right? Yep, Jonah got a second chance to follow that call. A second time. Because the first time it didn't go so well. The first time the word came, Jonah went the other way. God's word said go and Jonah's feet said no. 
and for his troubles he got a sea cruise berthed in an inside cabin with no view and a pervasive smell. Don't get me started on cruise ship plumbing. But that was then, and this is now for Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And this time, this time, he decided he'd better go in the direction the word pointed. Good choice. The problem with that choice? It pointed toward Nineveh. Yikes. If there ever was a town you didn't want to go to, it was Nineveh. Kind of like the creepy house in Psycho. You don't want to go there. It was one of those places that was full of the wrong kind of people. It was Nineveh. You know, some cities have a side of town that you're told you ought to avoid. Well, that's the good side of Nineveh. No wonder Jonah didn't want to go. They didn't like him, and he didn't like them. They were really his enemies. And they were both happy keeping things separate. They didn't want to hear from Jonah, and he didn't want to hear from them. Except, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. God doesn't give up. That's a good thing. God has a thing for lost causes. And this was a cause that God was trying to enlist Jonah in. If you think you've got a lost cause out there, remember, God doesn't give up. So, Jonah went, dragging his feet all the way into a city that was a three days walk across. Meaning if you're on foot, it's going to take you three days to go from one side of the city to the other side of the city. He walked one day and was a third of the way in. He planted his feet on a busy street corner and muttered his eight-word sermon while picking fish bones out of his beard. Check that off the list, Jonah thinks to himself, and turns to make his way back out of town. Ready to duck the rotting vegetables and pointed sticks, he hunched down and then realized that the city was eerily quiet. His eight-word sermon froze people in their tracks. They were staring at him with that deer-in-the-headlights, hand-caught-in-the-cookie-jar kind of gaze. And one by one by one, they turned. First they turned in and they didn't like what they saw. So, next they turned out and they began grasping at straws. They put on sackcloth as a sign of how bad they felt. They poured ashes on their heads. Whole families, whole neighborhoods turned. That's what repent means, you know. We talked about that to turn, to change direction. Remember that 180 degree turn we talked about a couple weeks ago? That's that. They were heading in one direction. And then, because of a word, well, actually eight words, they turned a whole new direction. That's the fishy bit, at least as far as anyone is concerned. How could that possibly be? How could a few words turn a life around? It's almost too incredible to be believed. Why, if we were to accept the possibility 
of such a thing, then we would find no situation beyond our ability to affect. We would find no life beyond the possibility of redemption. We would find no excuse to wash our hands of anyone at any time. Because we just might have the word that would cause their lives to turn around. No, it can't really be possible in the real world. The real world is hard and cruel and there are good guys and bad guys and we know who is who. We live in a world different from Nineveh, at least the Nineveh that Jonah found or helped to create. No, our world is a world of hard work, back-breaking labor to get anywhere. The kind of world guys like Simon and Andrew, James and John lived in. Men who knew their trade, who knew what mattered, who kept their noses to the grindstone, right? Well, hmm. They must have known him before, maybe. Maybe that's why they followed him. Or maybe they heard about him. It, it just seems incredible that with a word, follow me, that they would follow him. It seems like there must have been more to it than that. More to it than we see. It, it seems too fishy, too unbelievable. There is power in words. God's word, certainly, but even in our words. Knowing this, we now have a responsibility to use our words to turn lives around. Our own, certainly, but others as well. We have an obligation and a joy. We have been given a gift we can't hoard, that we can't keep secret. It's part of the gift itself that we share it. We have been given these words. We have been given the love and the light of God. We are, as our young poet laureate said on Wednesday, we are called to be the light. Light is the only thing that will conquer darkness, and love is the only thing that can conquer hate. It is woven into the fabric of love that it is shared, multiplied infinitely until all know what we know, all know who we know, even those we don't think are worthy of it. That was Jonah's problem. That's why the word had to come around a second time to him. We discover in the final chapter that Jonah's reluctance came from the fact that he was afraid. He was afraid that God would love the Ninevites as much as God loved him. Are we afraid that God will love those people that we're afraid of more than us? He was afraid that God would forgive the citizens of Nineveh as he had forgiven Jonah. And that burned him up. That made him jealous. God's grace was fishy to Jonah. It was incredible, too encompassing, accepting. After all, Jonah was caught up in that net of God's love. Who knows who else might be included? Our texts today are both call stories. So let's think about answering that call. That call to go out and do God's work. That call to go out and forgive. That call to go out and share. To do it. Again. Some of you who are worshiping with us today, 
answered that call so long ago that you have, may have forgotten what it was like to be new in the faith and to be so energized by this new relationship with Christ that you couldn't help but tell everyone you knew. Today, back up. Remember that. Even if you grew up in it, even if you were always in the church, think about a time when you knew, you just knew that you needed to be sharing some lesson, that you needed to be sharing this great love, that you needed to invite somebody to a special service, that you needed to share this great light. And make that decision again. In a few moments, we're going to be singing, I have decided. It's a great little chorus to sing today. It's simple, it's repetitive, and it is a reminder of the decision being made here. And it might be a way to recapture a little of the passion behind the choice. Follow me, says Jesus, and I'll keep you busy. I'll keep you bubbling over with a desire to connect, to share, to gather. Follow me and you will never be alone again. I'll make you fish for people, says Jesus. But before they could go fishing, they had to be caught. This means we are all fishers and fish at the same time. Hmm, something's fishy. Follow me, he says, and we do follow. Most of the time, some of the time, we follow. And as we do, we are a living invitation. Follow with me. Follow as I follow. And we might even find ourselves in downtown Nineveh. <laughs> follow me. Amen. Amen.